Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. You didn't have too much turkey this week, is he? And the turkey makes you sleepy, right? It's got something in it. Is that the mic? I don't know. I've always heard that. I think that's just something people say to make an excuse to take a nap later on. Today. <laughs> something like that, yeah. I can't pronounce that, but you did a pretty good job, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and it's so good to see everyone uh, here today. I don't know how to say it. I'm excited to uh, share God's word uh, with you. Uh, there's a lot of things in this life that we try to excel at, right? There's all kinds of different, you know, we're about to come up on a new year uh, coming up, and everybody's going to kind of look at introspect and then be like, oh, you know, I want to set some goals for the year, make all these New Year's resolutions, and oh, man, you know, 2020 has been kind of, you know, we kind of sucked this year, and so 2021, you know, I'm going to make some goals, and maybe you're plan on working on your, your fitness, you want to excel in, in, in maybe your diet, and uh, one way or the other, maybe you're going to excel in eating more or eating less, I don't know uh, how you want to do that, but uh, maybe you're just wanting to excel in, in just making yourself healthier, uh, maybe there's all kinds of uh, uh, like hobbies and things that you like to excel at, you know, maybe, maybe ladies, or, or even guys for that, because we've got some guys in the room go down in the kitchen now, we've got some people that can cook in the church, maybe you want to get better at cooking, right? Um, husbands, do not say a word right there, right? Don't you, then Mike, I see that head, you know better, I know. Don't nudge anybody, don't you say nothing, right? You just encourage <laughs> and let them run with that idea, right? But maybe you want to get better at cooking or, or something like that. Maybe some other hobby. Maybe you want to get better at bowling. I don't know. Well, Roger and, and uh, Howard, maybe you want to get better at bowling this year. I know you guys bowl and stuff like that often. Or Brian tries to bowl, what you guys I know. Uh, maybe you want to get better at bowling or some, some hobby. Maybe you want to become a better fisherman, right? Right? Uh, you know, I just I got to go on a charter uh, fishing trip on Friday uh, to celebrate my dad's 60th birthday. That's what he wanted. So me and my sister and his brothers chipped in. Maybe if you follow on Facebook, we maybe saw some some pictures on there. Maybe you want to get better at, like I said, some hobby, uh, fishing or, or something like that. Um, I, I tell you, I, I wish I would have taken a shot in uh, in high school because I, I like to work with my hands, like to be creative and. Paint and do different things like that when I have time, but, but I wish I would have taken a shot so I could build. Like, because I go, I go to these stores, you know, on Hobby Lobby and all these places, and I see all these cute little things that somebody is selling and making a lot of money on. I'm thinking, I can do that. I can make that, you know, no problem. I can do a little side hustle and make you know, something like that, but I just I don't have time or the ability or all the tools to do that. Uh, but I, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. Haley's always talking about, I wish I could sew better. You know, she's always. Trying to hem stuff, and she's always she always missing. I'm not, I'm not. That's not a dig or anything like that. It's just something she said. So just, I'm at it. All right. Um, but maybe there's some other things. Maybe you're trying to excel and become better at just being a better spouse, a better husband, a better wife. Again, don't nudge your spouse. It's not a good time for that, right? <laughs> we might have to pray for, for some of you uh, after as you do. But uh, maybe a better, maybe a better parent. Uh, maybe maybe this would probably say that maybe a better neighbor, just a better person. There's a lot of things that we want to excel at um, in this life. Maybe it's your job or, or, or something uh, that you want to excel at. Maybe your knowledge or there's all sorts of things, right? Uh, what about spiritually? Because there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But what about spiritually, right? We, we all like to want, we want our hobbies and all those fun things that we like to do, right? But what about spiritually, right? Are you excelling at anything 
spiritually, in your life, your prayer life, your, 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 your reading habits when reading the Bible, or just seeking after God, or growing in a gift or ability that, that you know that He has given you, growing in, in serving. And, and you see, we've been in this series called Holy Habits for the past several weeks, and, and we've been talking about just that very thing, is growing in these spiritual disciplines that will uh, increase our faith. Come on, anybody want to increase your faith? We should be excelling in our faith, right? Uh, we've been talking about things that are going to uh, grow our relationship with Christ, take us closer to Him, because those, those things are really more important than anything. So as you get ready for 2021, I hope you're setting some goals. That's good. You should, you should work on all kinds of areas uh, in your life. But more importantly, most importantly, are you working on these spiritual habits in your life. We've been saying throughout this series, if you want to know your future, just look at your habits. Your habits are leading you to whatever destination it is, whether you know that or not, that you're going, right? So are you wanting to get closer to God? Well, what are you doing to make that happen in your life? Are you developing these spiritual disciplines, these holy habits in your life? Because you're moving in the direction of your habits. Um, we've talked about several things throughout this series. We've talked about worship. We talked about prayer and fasting. We had Michael down here to speak on that one. Awesome. Uh, we, we talked about uh, faith and increasing our faith, reading the Bible, and all these different things that I believe will help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Today, I want to finish that series and I want to talk to you about generosity. Next week, we're going to jump into Christmas, right? And it's going to be awesome. I love Christmas. We're, we're already set, lights up, everything, um, and, and ready to go. But we'll, we'll start talking about Christmas next week. But today, today I want to help you grow in generosity. I want to help you grow in generosity, right? Um, when you give, it impacts someone's life. Let me believe that, right? When you give, it impacts someone's life. Think about when someone has been generous to you. Think about how that made you feel. Think about that moment that you were in. You didn't see it coming, and you had that bill that you were expecting, and all of a sudden someone gave, and, and, it, and it blessed your life. Maybe you were in the drive-thru and someone decided to pay for your lunch. And maybe, maybe you're, you're like me sometimes. You're digging around the, the cup or I got a change in here, you know. Trying to pay with change. Right? Someone blesses you. When you're generous to someone, it impacts their life greatly. We can change the world through generosity. We can change the world through Generosity. Generosity is a way that God reveals himself through us. It's a way that people can see Jesus through you and through me is through generosity. Right? Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. Uh, here Paul is praising the Macedonian church because of their generosity, uh, because they have given, because they didn't really have a lot to give, and they makes a comment about that, and he says, listen, they gave. They gave sacrificially. They gave when they didn't really have a whole lot to give, and they gave sacrificially. He's, he's really praising that church in, in Macedonia, and, and he's using that here in this letter to the Corinthian church. He's using that as an example to teach them, listen, uh, this is what it means to give. It's easy to give when you have more than enough, right? But when it's sacrificial, when you feel like you don't have enough, yet you give anyway, it's, it's powerful, right? It, it, it's powerful. And so he's, he's, he's teaching this church in, in Corinth about that. And so he lays out this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, and says, But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, 
in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, seeing that you also excel in the grace of giving. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you that you give. You are our example. That is your nature. You are a generous God. And so, Father, we worship you this morning. Father, I pray that we follow that leading. We follow your example. Because you have given us so much, because you have richly blessed us, Father, we should have that same heart and that same mind to be generous. Not just when there's a need. God, may it be a lifestyle that we all have to lead the way in generosity. And as we are generous, Lord, may people see you through that generosity. May people see you in that blessing, Father. May I draw people to you through our generosity. So God, give us a heart of generosity this morning. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. 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 But since you excel in everything, right? And that's why I started the service off talking about we, we like to excel in a lot of things at life. But when, we, when the church starts saying, hey, you should give, it's like, oh, easy. Easy, guy. Clench your wallet a little tight. And you're like, where's my wallet at? Make sure pastor doesn't see it. Right? You're like, ladies, you might clench your purse a little tighter. Like, you know, for, for years, people get frustrated. The church talks about money and giving. Maybe that was you at one point. Maybe that's you right now. And I hope to ease that tension for you uh, just a little bit today. But, but Paul says here, since you excel in everything else, you're, you're working on all you, you excel in faith, you excel in worship, you excel in love, you excel in all these areas, I want you to also excel in the grace of giving. The Bible is full of things uh, about giving. In fact, Jesus talked about giving more than he talked about a lot of other things. It's, it's because it's a biblical principle. It's a kingdom principle to be generous and to give. Because we serve a God that is generous and that gives. Come on. Aren't you thankful that God gives? God gives you life. God gives us. He blesses us. God takes care of us and expects us to do the same thing. So why don't we give more? Why, why don't we give more? Why, why, do we, why do we freak out? Why do people get upset and frustrated uh, when, when, we, when we talk about giving? Or maybe there's a tension that's happening right now in you because like, here he goes again talking about giving. And the church, all the church wants my money. That's a huge myth, right? In fact, the church is one of the places that really does it. We don't ask you for your money. And you're like, wait a minute, you just did, like, 10 minutes ago, right? The church doesn't want your money. I don't want your money. Guess what? God doesn't want your money. He doesn't need your money. This is a biblical principle, though, that he has laid out for us in his word. Okay? So before you get all triggered and, and all upset and, and, and whatever, take it to the Lord. This is a biblical principle that he talks about. Maybe there's some other reasons why maybe we struggle with this concept of giving or with giving more. Or why is it you chose to method? Maybe, maybe it's because we struggle with our finances. Right? And that's a legitimate concern. Maybe, maybe it's your budgeting that needs some work. Maybe you need to tithe. Maybe you need to start tithing, right? We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. Maybe your budget's out of whack. Maybe, maybe you're not tithing, but maybe you're giving Netflix and you're giving Hulu and you're giving Disney. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you're, or maybe, maybe you are legit dealing with some financial needs in your life. You know, we're, we're, 2020's been crazy. A lot of people out of work and, and losing uh, jobs and, and going through different things. And, and I totally understand. I don't want to make that an oversight. I, I get it, okay? Maybe you've seen this message abused. 
Maybe you've seen too many televangelists trying to sell that special holy water, that you know, the miracle water, you know, or, or just get just that thousand dollar seed, miracle seed. You know, maybe you've seen too many of that kind of things going on, uh, being uh, abused, or maybe maybe you have a scarcity mindset, a scarcity mindset. See, a scarcity mindset has us looking at the amount that we have available and thinking, I right, we have X amount, right? For many of us, that's the thing. We're looking at the bills, we're looking at what's coming in and what's going out, and we're like, hey, man, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck, and I only have X amount of money, so guess what? I need to protect what I have. So, Pastor, I hear you, brother, I hear you, I hear you talking about being generous and, and, and giving and things like that, but now, what if I have a flat tire? I don't have extra. And then that's where the budgeting and things come in, which is, ooh, we can spend a lot of time on that. You know, so, so, so many of us, we live with the scarcity mindset, thinking, I, I only have this amount of money. I, I don't have enough to give, right? So we have to combat that mindset with an abundance mindset. And here's what the abundance mindset is. It's that we serve a great big God that has more than enough to give, right? We have a great big God that has more than enough to give. So yes, I may give, but as I give, I walk in his blessing. I live a blessed life. Now, we don't give just to get. We give to be obedient. But there's there's a principle at play in here when you give. And then as you might look and you might be trying to do math in your head and as we get ready to talk about the tithe and that tenth, and you might be thinking, Pastor, you're giving me that tenth, but I really need that tenth. But here's the deal. What you give to God, what you surrender to God, he will redeem, right? So you might give that tenth, okay? But he's going to redeem the rest of the night. And guess what? He can do more with that 90 than you can do by yourself with that 100. It's a biblical principle that we're talking about here today. So you living with a scarcity mindset? If so, change that. Shift that mindset. Start living in an abundance mindset. Start knowing the God that you serve. Start trusting in him. And when we tithe, that's just what we're doing. We are trusting him. Stop just sitting on, on your wallet or your purse and just thinking, oh, it's just all for me. No, God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. When you give, you will be a blessing. When you give, you also be blessed. It's a biblical principle. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who, is, the one who blesses is abundantly blessed. The world of generous gets larger and larger. Why? Because it's making an impact in other people's lives. Why? Because it's contagious. Right? It causes a ripple effect. We will change the world with generosity. I'm going to say this with this one. Giving is good. I'm going to say it. Giving is good. Right? If you're, if you're clenching your wallet today in your purse and you're like, oh man, you're getting really sweaty right now. Come on, say this and get some freedom in your life. Say, giving is good. Come on, look at someone and say, giving it's good. Right. Giving is good. It's a good thing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to others. It's a blessing to you. It's not a chore. It's not meant to be a chore. It's not meant to be burdensome or cause us to have sleep, uh, sleepless nights and things like that. It's not something to get frustrated about when the church asks about it or teaches on it. It's a biblical principle. It's a holy habit that God wants us to grow in. He wants us to, what about it? He said, excel the grace of giving. You excel in everything else. But also excel in the grace of giving. So how do you grow in generosity? How do you do that? Uh, first thing is generosity starts with the heart. 
Generosity starts with the heart. Do you need a heart transplant today? Do you need a heart transplant today? One of the things that will help you with that, again, is the tithe. First things first, giving God first. That first fruits, that, that tithe, that, that tenth of your earnings. And as we do that, as we learn that, that habit in our life, we learn to trust God with our life. And, and, and why? Why the time? Why, why money? Because here's the deal. Money is the number one thing in the contention with our heart. It, it, it's the reason why some of you might clench your wallet a little tighter. It's the reason why you might pull your purse closed. It's the reason why you might get frustrated when the church talks about giving. In the Levitical law, we see Leviticus 27.30, one-tenth of the produce of the land with the grain from the fields and fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. Well, wait a minute, Pastor, we don't follow all the Levitical law. Well, here's the deal. This is a biblical principle. It precedes the law. It goes back to where? To Abraham, right? And it's something that God wants us to follow. Again, it's a biblical principle. Get healed first. Set it apart. It belongs to him. And again, when you what you surrender to God is redeemed. Whether that's your life, your heart, your giving. Malachi 3, 10 through 11. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. Only place that ever says that. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. Again, this is, this is a biblical principle at play. We don't, we don't do it. Uh, to get a blessing, but we do it because we honor God when we do it. And God always comes through. See if I don't open the floodgates and have them pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to support our God. That's more than enough. You can trust Him today. Stop living in that scarcity mindset. Start living in an abundance mindset. He goes on to say, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. The vines of your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. It's not just a blessing with material things. It's not just a blessing with plants. God, God will bless your life. You'll be walking in his favor and in his covering. Because the true blessing is not a material thing. The true blessing isn't financially. The true blessing is getting God himself. Right? He is more than enough for you and me today. Worship God with your first, with your best. Trust him to bless the rest. Come on, you can trust God in this. But when we live in that scarcity mindset, when we live in this I don't have enough mentality that, that this is mine, that, what was it, that J.G. Wentworth commercial? This is my money and I need to know. You know, like, we live in that mindset all the time. When you start to change that mindset, when you start to change the, the, that thought, the, realize that what we don't have really isn't ours, it's God's. Whether it's your finances, your material things, your strength, the air you are breathing right now, that was given to you by God himself. You are alive today because of him. So we should honor him with our giving because he has richly blessed us so much. Amen? We can trust God in this. He is more than enough. Uh, someone I used to go to church with. Uh, he, he was newly saved and was starting to come to church. And he was one of those that, that wasn't sure about the whole tithing and giving thing. And, and, and the pastor I served under, he would always say, listen, if, if tithing doesn't work, we'll give you your money back. Right? And, 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 and so this guy's like, all right, well, what, what do I have to lose? And he starts tithing, and he starts to see that it works. He starts to see, okay, okay, I, I see, because this, this biblical principle 
you start to see that play out in his life. He started to live that blessed life. Again, the church, this is not about the church wanting your money, right? This is not about God wanting your money or needing, God doesn't need your money. Tithing and giving, again, they're biblical principles that God wants you to learn. Tithing, it teaches us to prioritize our lives around God. Center on Him. It teaches us that abundance mindset. It builds our faith in God's faithfulness. And here's the deal. As you develop that habit in your life, as you begin to do it, as you begin to see uh, your life being uh, blessed, guess what? You're never going to miss that again. That it's just going to become a part of you. It's just going to become a lifestyle. And you're never going to miss that again. You're never going to regret it. The habit of giving starts first with putting God first. It starts with your heart. And the next thing I want you to understand is this, that God's goodness shouldn't just open your heart. It should open your hand, too. His goodness shouldn't just open our heart, but it should open our hands, too. 2 Corinthians 8, um, verses 8 through 9, Paul goes on to say, I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Paul's like, I I'm not commanding you to do this, but I I'm testing to see, like, are you really following God? Are, are you really giving this your all? See, with everything that God has done in us and through us and for us, it should move us to be generous people. And, and, really, and not just with our money, with our time, with our talents, our abilities, right? With grace, with mercy, with love, with forgiveness. I know we're, we're coming into this holiday season where, where, where Thanksgiving and Christmas and everybody's gathering and, and you might have a lot of issues with some family members. Right? We're, we're not just supposed to excel in giving monetarily. You need to excel in giving some grace. And some love and some mercy because God has extended grace and love and mercy to you in your life. Again, it's all about reaping and sowing. It's biblical principles for your life. It's holy habits to grow in and walk in. But oftentimes, God's going to look straight through um, what your hands are doing to see what your heart is saying. Again, you want, you want to know your future, just look at your habits, right? So the more you grow in Christ, and the, the more that you learn, uh, again, that what you have is God's everything, right? You're going to begin to use it for His glory. It's going to become a lifestyle. You're going to learn to excel in His grace of giving. And it's not going to be something that you have to check off of the list, right? It's going to just be something on the forefront of your mind and of your heart. You're going to look for ways to give. You're going to look for, for places to give. You're going to look for, for people in need. You're going you're to look at your finances, and that's going to be in your budget now. It's like, all right, the pie, uh, mortgage, food, Netflix, whatever, you know, and, and then down the bottom, boom, like generosity. Now you're going to work that into your budget because it's going to be so ingrained in you. It's such a part of you. You're going to be walking in the goodness of God. As you grow in this, there's, there's so many examples um, of this that we can say, uh, you know, you, you might begin to even sell off things that you have so that you can be more generous, right? You might, you might say, hey, you might use this boat in months and years to sit here. I, I'm just going to sell it and use that. Or, or, or you might have a car that you're getting ready to get 
you know, get rid of it. Instead of trading that in, maybe God's not going to want you to give that car to somebody. You know? And instead of selling your unused things on Marketplace or Facebook, man, why don't you just bless someone and say, man, I've got this extra stuff. I'm just going to give it. There's so many different ways that we can be generous. God is calling us to live a life of generosity. There's some moments in, in the Bible. In First Chronicles, Solomon is anointed king. And if you look at that, or if you know that verse, they, they offer a thousand bulls in that moment. They offer a thousand rams in that moment. They uh, offer a thousand male lambs, and they ate and they drank with great joy in the presence of the Lord. Because they were generous. They, they, they were thankful. And they, they, they honored God in that moment for what he was doing. Contrast that with the widow in Luke chapter 21, verses 4, where Jesus says, look at this widow, look at this woman. She only gave two coins, but that's all that she had. Some people give out of their wealth, but she's giving out of her poverty. She is sacrificially giving. And he says, it's not about the amount that she's giving. It's because she's going all in. See, he says, it's not just about the amount. It's about your heart. At the end of the day, God wants your heart. That's why I said it starts with the heart. Because it's a heart issue. It's not a financial issue. It's a heart issue for many of us. Heart issue. It's not about the size of the offering. It's about the amount of sincere devotion and sacrifice and faith and love that we have for God. And everything that he is, everything that he has done. We should live a life of generosity. It's all his anyway. It's not ours. It's all his. And he blesses us to bless others. I saw a post this morning. I was like, man, that's so good. I got I to share that. I saw this post on Facebook. Someone posted. And it says, oftentimes when we get an extra amount uh, in our finances, when we're blessed and we have, we have extra, what, what do we do oftentimes when we get a little extra? Like, I know I spend it on food. Like, if I got a little extra money, what, what little bit of handle lets me have? Uh, always ask for the cash, right, Roger? But we always have two dollars, right? Always have two. <laughs> I'm gonna spend it on if I got if, if I got five bucks, I'm going to Taco Bell and get that five dollar box. That, man, you don't realize how much food is in that five dollar box, man. It's a blessing. I'm, I'm, if I got a little extra, I'm gonna go spend it on you know, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Get old sometimes. I'm gonna go to Omami and I'm gonna get me some barbecue. Come on, yeah, Kevin. I'm going to get some food. If I have some extra money, I'm going to hit up Glory Days. I'm going to, yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to get some food if I have extra money in my pocket. But that's what we do, right? We have extra and we spend it. What if instead, when we have extra, what if instead, and this is what the post said, what, what if instead of, with that extra, raising our standard financially, what if we, we raise our standard in, in generosity? When we have that extra. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it takes it takes that mindset. Because many of us say, oh, I have extra, so let's you I have extra so I can get this extra thing. Why? Well, I, I have I have extra, so let's let's buy more. And that's this the culture we live in. But that we are not of this culture, right? We, we're not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not meant to be of it. And there's kingdom principles that God wants us to develop, and that is one of those is generosity. In Philemon 
Chapter 1, verse 6, he says, And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. And God is good, right? God is good. We are blessed. We are more than blessed. And since we are blessed, we are blessed to be a blessing. Worship team, you guys can come on up this morning. Our generosity, our generosity can change the world. Our generosity can change someone's life. Our gen- the, the, the people around you may never see uh, Jesus or, or anything other than in you and through you, maybe through your generosity. Whether that's giving financially, or giving your time, or saying a kind word, there's many ways you can give. But they may not see Jesus any otherwise, except through you. Um, in the next chapter of 2 Corinthians, we were reading in chapter 8, Paul continues this conversation of generosity over into chapter 9. And so in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8, he says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Again, this is a biblical principle here. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in more stuff. No, that's not what it says. He will be able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will be able to abound in newer things.
tonight bring some wrapping paper. You can bring your wrapping paper down if you want to donate. You want to be generous. You want to give, give us some wrapping paper so we have plenty uh, to wrap up tonight. And then come and serve. And it's just fun. It's fun to serve together. It's not work. It's fun to serve together. It's a mission. It's a mission. God wants your 
God's house in the next couple of weeks. I want you to pray about that. I want you to think about that. I want you to pray about that. And let's give. Let's give in this season. This is what this season that we're going through is all about. It's about giving. And I know it's Christmas and, and maybe you may be trying to figure all of that out. But come on, let's be generous. Let's lead the way of the cross. Let's continue to give. Because that's what God expects us to do. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.